0: Hi there, wellness entrepreneur. Welcome to the Ignite Your Wellness Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elsa McClain, physical therapist, yoga teacher, massage therapist, coach, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness Business. On this podcast, we talk about all things, body, brain, and bank account to help you achieve your version of success while having the time to embody your own wellness practices. So you practice what you teach. You enjoy life in the process. Following each episode, you'll be able to implement information from these three critical areas to grow your wellness business, your practitioner skills. So you can help your clients get the results they pay you for. Business skills. You'll learn business tactics and strategy and self-healing. So mindset work, Nervous system regulation, stress reduction. Also, you can live a fulfilled life while helping more people and earning more profitable income while having fun in the process. Let's get to it. Hi there, wellness entrepreneur. Welcome back. Today, I'm honored to have on special guests. Allison Pym. She's a love advisor, the personal coach to help you feel better about dating, know your worth, find that long-lasting relationship, and help people, especially who are unhappy in love, find happiness in love. And you'll love this episode because we cover a lot of ground here, and especially the overlap between dating life and Entrepreneurial Life. So you'll get so much out of this episode. So many great nuggets Allison shares in both dating tips and entrepreneurial tips. So I hope you enjoy. Hi there, Allison. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and who you help?
1: Hi, Alison. Well, thanks for having me. I help people who are unhappy in love become happy in love. So right now, that's a lot of single people, people who have been in relationships or have never been in a relationship, get back to a good, healthy, long-lasting relationship. It can also mean people already in a relationship who need to sort out some kinks, but it's mostly single people right now.
0: Okay, awesome. I love that. It's so needed in the world because love really does make the world go round.
1: (laughs) Yes, don't we all know it? (laughs) And how did
0: you get into this?
1: Well, COVID and all of this and people saying, you know, we need to change our lives and things like that. And I was in real estate and I was thinking, right, I got into real estate because I love helping people. And so I love helping people, I love love, and then I talk quite freely about sexuality and feelings and things like that. So it was all a bit of a process about what am I gonna do with all of these skills? I'm always talking about this stuff. And one thing led to another, and you know how these things work. You just put something out there and then it comes back to you. And so this training course came back to me and all of this, and that's how I got started.
0: Oh, I love that. And you say it so calmly and confidently, like you know how these things work. I just transitioned. And I want to pause there because it really is such a courageous and I want to use the word magical, but that's not the right word I want to describe it, but it is so inspirational to hear that story of a transition because I work with a lot of clients and they might be a coach or a yoga teacher or a physical therapist, and they want to stay in their field, their zone of genius and maybe just transition a slight niche change. And they have a lot of drama and confusion over that. So for you to transition so seamlessly and do it so well, I think that's such an inspiration for other people. Can you tell us a little bit about that process?
1: Yes. So I've always been one to, like if something comes along, I'll seize the opportunity. And at some point I thought, I mean, it's good about seizing opportunities, but I also want to make things happen to me, make good things happen to me. And so I started talking out loud about, oh, I want to be helping people. I did psychology. I want to go back to that. And it's just talking through it and not really expecting anything from it, to be honest, just saying it, this is what I want to do. And I need to talk it out and talk it through. And it's talking to loved ones and just people around me. And then it just happens, you know, the information comes to you. And then you sort it through it without any high expectations, just this is what I want to do. I'm not keeping it to myself, I'm putting it out there. And that's how it happens. And so I don't know about seamlessly, but it's just a matter of, you know, I've done this. I don't enjoy this. I want to go to this. And it's just while making it happen and talking about it, because I feel that talking about it makes it more real.
0: Yeah, so many great nuggets there. And, you know, The common thread of it all, and really it becomes such a cliched saying sometimes in the entrepreneurial world is the ability to recognize when the work you're doing is not quite resonating and having the ability and the courage to pivot and essentially follow your heart, which is really what you did. And I love the process in which you went through to make that happen, where it was just kind of like brainstorming about it, taking the time to think it through with yourself, talking to others, because indeed it does make it a reality. Like when you're verbalizing things in the world, when you're writing things down as a goal. And what I also love is this ability to stay unattached a while back. I had a podcast actually about this, about setting goals and the ability to say unattached because personally I experience when I'm very graspy on my goals like it has to happen or else I make it mean I'm a failure for example then I actually slow myself down do you find that to
1: be true yes early on I realized that attaching too much importance to a goal is counterproductive so a failure not achieving that goal, I take very, very, like, it's a hard hit type Uh of thing. Okay, we'll Um, talk about that. Yeah, it's a hard hit. But just telling myself, right, I want to get there and just not having, you know, I want to be successful within the next couple of years and having it being vague puts less pressure on it rather than I have to win tomorrow's competition or else. And those are two extremes. And if I give myself too much of a precise goal, like I have to do this by tomorrow and not do it, It's horrible. I feel horrible about it. But with this, it was more of, okay, this is the general direction I'd like to get to. And so it's easier to move through.
0: Yes. I love that. And, you know, it shows that there's so many different ways to set goals and they're not all the same thing. Like unattached and success is not the same thing. And there's different paths to achieving the goal and failure is part of the process sometimes. And it's learning how to work through and feel the failure or the disappointment in our body or the ability to handle pressure, but not be stressed out 24 seven all the time. So it leads to overworking and burnout, which is actually some of the work we've been doing together pretty recently. And how has that work helped you with this process of failure and pressure?
1: It's good because talking about it now as well is I'm realizing that I've started putting pressure on myself again where it's not useful. And yet, organizing I mean, I think the biggest help was just organizing my time and just having like an objective of time invested and not particularly result oriented and just analyzing the data. And just, you know, I spend an hour a day on Instagram. And then at the end of that, what did that bring me? And there's the difference between have I got a client from that or not and not giving that any value just thinking okay this is what I did did it work and so that's for the success and failure and for the overwork it also helps of having this you know clear do this for a couple of hours do this for a couple of hours and then you see what you did and then you don't get overworked and you know helps keep the mind at ease.
0: Yes yes because What you're summarizing, and and let me know if I'm putting words in your mouth, is that you're separating your self-worth from making mean from the work that you're doing, meaning you're not making the work you're doing mean that you're worthy. It's work you're doing that you're passionate about and you're able to analyze it. And whether it worked or didn't work, that two-hour chunk of time, for example, it doesn't impact your own innate worthiness at all as an individual.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot less, a lot, lot less. I think there's still some growth potential uh-huh. on my part at least, but yes, it's absolutely that. I don't give it any special meaning of just, okay, well, this week, I've got a couple of consults this week, but last week I didn't have any. Uh huh. And I... Managed to not give any meaning to that and was just okay, that didn't happen and it's fine. What happened last week? What can I change this week? And it's readjusting. And so, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm working and sometimes a lot of things will happen and sometimes things won't happen and it doesn't reflect on who I am. It just reflects on just numbers.
0: Yes, I love that because, and I hope you realize how spectacular that really is because so many entrepreneurs we'll look at that myself included. I've been there. We'll look at that week of no consults and start it to make it mean a whole bunch of other things, which then slow you down from getting that consults. But you were able to just
1: keep going yeah. and you brought in more. Well, I mean, just it was yesterday. So I'm in France and yesterday was a bank holiday, but I still worked because, you know, whatever, There's you know, I decided to work. Okay. And I was like, oh, I haven't got any consults and I'm so frustrated with myself. But immediately as those thoughts came, I thought, no, I've got a list that you and I did of just this is why these thoughts are wrong. And I went back to that list and I thought, okay, well, this is working. This is working. So these thoughts of just it's never going to work. But they went away quite fast. And then within the last 24 hours, that's when literally my three consults for this week came along. Because I, started- I
0: love that. Okay, <laughs> so everyone, take note. Go back and re-listen it. If you don't have consults or you know whatever it's not happening that you want to happen, pause. Notice the thoughts that are coming in, and then have a list to redirect your thoughts to. And the trick, personally, I find is having
1: thoughts that
0: know hundred percent, and you can feel in your body that are believable. Is that true for yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah. I only put the list of thoughts that it's cold, hard fact. You know, it's not just I feel that I'm helping. It's people telling me that I've helped them. So it's screenshots of that. It Uh is signing. It's just cold, hard fact that my, I don't know, ego that's trying to protect me or whatever can't say, oh, that's wrong. It's not wrong. It's fact. It can't change. And there are probably 10. I mean, 10 is a lot. 10 of just Cold heart facts about why it works, I think, is a lot, especially. It's it's a great number.
0: Yeah. Because then you can pull from different thoughts on different days. Because I find that like some days where I can feel a thought easily and get it and believable in my body. And then some days I can't access that same thought on a different day, just depending on what I'm going through or the initial thought errors I was having in the beginning sometimes. So having a list of 10 is helpful to pick and choose from but I love that. And just having this evidence of your story, even if a listener right now doesn't have that same evidence for themselves, that they can swap their thoughts essentially, or shift their thoughts, shift their energy to create a different result. Now they can borrow your evidence, your story yeah, And see that it can be true. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure you just changed a whole bunch of people's worlds today. Well, hopefully. <laughs> so yes, you're helping people beyond the dating world, it seems as well. So tell us a little bit, let's get into the dating tips a little bit here. What's the number one strategy you find yourself repeating a lot to people? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is. I'm laughing because some of my friends are always you know, joking about it, but it is Tinder. It, it's Tinder. It's having a good profile on Tinder. And probably a third of my content is about Tinder or other dating profiles, but mostly Tinder. Having good pictures and a good bio and only swiping on people who also have a good bio, it goes such a long way. It goes such a long way. And people take it for granted. But sometimes I just, you know, I give the, you know, I just talk to people randomly Uh and then they'll say, oh, I changed my bio and I got five likes.
0: (laughs) There you go. Simple. Simple (laughs) is best. What constitutes a good bio though?
1: So on Tinder, they give you 500 characters maximum. And within those 500 characters, only talk about yourself for example, I like to travel. I'm not going to say I like to travel. I'm going to say, oh, I've just gotten back from Thailand, moving around France a lot. And I'm going to show them that I like to travel. Uh And within those 500 characters, I'm not going to say I'm looking for this, this and this, because these people, they don't care if they fit what I want. They care if I fit what they want. Yes. You see? So I talk about myself and I you know I don't say that I'm funny. I make a joke what? Well, I'm not a funny person so I'm not going to make jokes. But I don't say that I like to travel or that oh I like you. you are funny though. <laughs> accidentally, accidentally. <laughs> That's the best type of funny. Talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, not telling people it's, you know, think of a movie you don't want to be seeing. You don't want people talking about what happened in the past. You want to see flashbacks. It's the same concept. You don't say stuff, you show the stuff. And it's 500 characters talking about you. And if you can't do that, just describe your ideal weekend. So it's just, yeah, if you don't know what you like, just say, oh, well, on Saturdays, I do this, this, and this, and on Sundays, and it just flows quite easily after that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And guess what? This information can be applied to bios for entrepreneurs too, right? Because our clients for sure don't really care about us, our thoughts and our certifications, right? They do care if we're legitimate, but how they know that we're legitimate is because we're able to help them solve their problem or get their results. That's really what they care about. So in the bio, that's what we talk about, right? Is what our clients are wanting. So lots of overlap there. So even if you're married or in a relationship, then you can still take this advice and use it for your bios on Instagram or Facebook.
1: Yeah. And it's for people in relationships. It kind of, you know, you are your own profile. So just, you know, put a little bit of effort in, take care of yourself, do stuff. Don't just wait for things to happen. Just make things happen for yourself type of thing. If, you know, you're in a feeling like you're in a rut, then it's okay to just go to the hairdressers and go out for a run or something and just do stuff. Don't just talk about doing stuff.
0: Yes. Again, solid advice for the entrepreneur (laughs) as well. (laughs) And you said it a couple of times, make good things happen. So you are a living example of really making good things happen for yourself. Have you always believed this to be true your whole life that you could do that? So how did you, she's shaking her head. So how did you get to this point?
1: It's a lot of reflecting. It's a lot of work. I'm sure this will resonate with loads of people, but I'm one of those, you know, bullied children, bullied teens, you know, that type of thing. And for so long, yeah, unloved, all of this drama that a lot of people go through. And then fairly, well, I don't know about late in life, but, you know, in my mid-20s, so it did take a while, I just decided that I'd had enough. Ah. And so I just made that conscious decision and I got help. And I started working out more. Well, not more. I started working out and taking care (laughs) of myself. Okay, awesome. Love it. And then, yeah, and that's how one thing led to another. And then just reading a lot and actively deciding every day that today is going to be a good day. I was talking about this yesterday with a friend on an Instagram live. And we were saying, like, what being better isn't just a one-time decision. It's every day just, you know, reminding yourself it's less effort to be happy than to be unhappy type of thing, but sometimes it's easy to fall into a rut. So it took a while, but it's, yeah, it's, it's working out. And then recently, a couple of years ago, I found yoga, which helped a lot. And it's just centering on myself type of thing. Yes, I love this.
0: So many great nuggets here. And you mentioned a couple of times too, this decision-making. I mean, I'm going to highlight that she one day decided And we can do this for any number of things, like any story we're carrying around. Like I realized just last night I was having a story about how I considered myself to be selfish. And then all of a sudden my brain was finding all this evidence and when I was a child, how I was called selfish and all these things repeatedly. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm just gonna decide right now that I don't need to believe any of that. And it's just a a story and I'm done, and I'm gonna to decide to believe something else. And so that's what I did personally last night, and it allowed a lot of creativity to open. But sometimes we find that we carry these stories unconsciously and consciously through. So how did you just decide? Did you just do it, or tell us about your decision-making processes?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I I decided, but it wasn't overnight, okay, I'm gonna be this powerful woman, it took a while. I'd say it took a good couple of years, if not more, because for me, the journey wasn't from A to B of just like a straight line. It okay. went through a lot of different things. It went through changing my friend group. It went through, you know, signing up to a pole dancing class. It went, ah. through, and it's all of these things. And I tested all of these things. And at some point, I realized, oh, I completely changed my view on this and my view mm. on this and my view on this. And I was like, I want to be better. Everything about my life right now is making me unhappy and so i'm going to change a lot of little things so getting to that point b was just a lot of zigzagging i
0: love this this is so inspirational because allison you are showing them that no matter what you're going through and no matter if you're not happy about your life where it is it's possible to change and how did you make it through the zigzags if you
1: were zagging instead of zigging (laughs) i'm saying zigzag because to express the illusion to your listeners. But it, it wasn't very zigzagging. It was more of a flow. It was, you know, a bit oh, in this good. direction, a bit in this direction. You know, it was a lot of testing the waters, a lot of just, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this. It's just to show that it's not a straight line uh-huh. and it's not just that one step forward. It's a going this direction, deciding on if it works or not, coming back. I mean, I did badminton with my father. I, you know, signed up to a book club and Some things I liked, some things I didn't like. And it was just, you know, allowing myself to test these things out. And it sounds amazing right now. And saying it feels amazing, but it wasn't amazing at the time. Uh Because not all of it was a success. It was just testing these different things. And that's the key thing. It's just, I'm unhappy. I'm going to stop doing what makes me unhappy and test something else until I find something that makes me happy. Yes. And running and yoga.
0: And the path to entrepreneurship. Because I know you've heard me say this before. It's an experiment. You have to test things. You don't know what's going to work and not work until you actually try it because everyone's business is slightly different. And I find that true to be about with the body and healing, like everyone's body is slightly different. So the path to healing is never a straight linear line. So, so true on so many levels. Love it. All right. So how has that journey of experimenting, and maybe I already highlighted it here, but how has that journey helped you as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, one of our talks a couple of weeks ago was saying that I was feeling too detached from like, because of getting consults and signing or not signing. I was saying, I don't feel like I'm investing enough. Uh I feel like I don't care enough. And then we talked about it and you said, no, 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 that's not the right way of talking about it it's just you know how to take away the pressure and I think that's what's helped because in that week that's the week that I signed a client so it's just showing that yeah it's taking away pressure from that and of course there are still days where I'm feeling down about certain things on my business but it's helping me realize okay I need to change something else and if this isn't working I need to go on that and if that's not working I need to go on that and not being stuck in you know, one reel per day or posting such and such every day or contacting so many people. It's just a flow.
0: Love that. And since we're on the topic of Instagram, because you mentioned reels and Facebook, because now Facebook's adding in these reels, where can they find you on Instagram and Facebook if they're loving all this stuff and want some dating advice and just as you can see, lots of overlap into the entrepreneur role. Awesome. Yeah. That's great inspiration.
1: Alison Sarah Pym. So Alison, A-L-I-S-O-N, Sarah with an H, Pym, P-Y-M, all attached. It's all of my social media, Alison Sarah Pym. And I don't think there are many Alison Sarah Pym's anyway. So even if you misspell it, they'll like, it's easy to find.
0: Awesome. Love it. So go follow her. She's got a ton of really amazing content. And if you're speaking to the entrepreneur that does feel stuck or is unhappy with where they are, what advice would you give them? Talk about it.
1: Yeah. Talk about it. And I mean, I'm not saying this to seem too nice, but contact you for that first free consult, just because that first free consult kind of unlocks a lot of you know thought processes and things like that. So I'm just, it's genuine, like talk about it and you Know, find someone to help you talk about it because it doesn't make it less heavy or something, it just makes it completely different, and more manageable. It's completely different,
0: yes, so doable. It. Love yeah. that, of course. Yeah, come to me, I will help you. You can see the link to schedule your console is in the show notes, so you can do it right now. In fact, any other advice that you'd like to share with the listeners? I've got a question for you, actually, right off the top of my head here. What else have you tried in terms of your business that maybe didn't work right off the bat and how did you pivot from that
1: oh well I spent a lot of time creating a leaflet and a 10-minute video an introduction video where I was just paying ads on Facebook and Instagram to get to it and that didn't work at all Uh and yeah and it took it was hours of work so I was quite disappointed about that And paid. So you
0: were using, you had to pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, another great example, because you've achieved these consults. We didn't really specifically say this, but for the listeners, you got all these consults organically, not through paid marketing. So she had more success through organic marketing than paid marketing. It can be a very real thing. And not to say that there might not be a time that, you might want to revisit paid marketing in the future, but you'll probably go in with a different strategy and a lot more knowledge that you've gained now. And there is a time and place for paid marketing, but for sure, you don't have to do paid marketing to get consults and yeah. new clients.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. None of the consults that I've had come from paid marketing. So it's, but it was a learning experience and I've still got that content that I'm repurposing for reels and things like that. But yeah, so I kind of let go of it for a while and just thought, well, change my strategy. And again, it's not anything to do about the quality of it. It's just that wasn't the right time for it.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you nailed that like it was probably, it it is really great content that you created. And I love that you're repurposing it, but you also highlighted a common pitfall that many entrepreneurs, myself included, have made where you spend so much time creating that content because we do want to make it valuable. And I'm stressing that all the time on the podcast that how, if we're going to put like a freebie out in the world, make it valuable. But there is a balance of knowing you got to cut yourself off at some point and just get out there and like really just talk with people online or in person. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, any other advice you would like to share with the people out there? What would you say to those who are skeptical with maybe working with a coach?
1: Well, if you are a coach and you are skeptical about working with a coach, I say that's a bit strange. (laughs) I love that. So I there's finance and things like that. But if you accept that somebody can help you be better, then you'll probably feel more legitimate yourself about, oh yeah, I can help people. I accept help and I'll give help. And it's, you know, a virtuous circle. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a coach that doesn't feel that, you know, you need your help, then it's just check in on that. What is? How do you actually feel about that? Is it the money or is it just things like that? So yeah, if you're a coach, probably a good thing to accept help yourself.
0: Yes. And anything you could say to them, because you're a very courageous person, to reduce the fears, like about investing or working with a coach?
1: Well, I don't know if I told you this, but you were the third coach that I spoke to. Oh, no, I didn't. But that's nice (laughs) to hear. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that it's okay to shop around and, you know, in quote, mark, I mean that figuratively, obviously. But talk to a couple of different people and then you see the different values. So that's one. It's just, you know, you're not locked into anyone and make sure you find someone that doesn't lock you in, that, you know, is happy to adapt to you and your values. Apart from the fact that we share the same name, (laughs) (laughs) I found that we connected so much with different values with yoga and holistic things and things like that. So I thought that's good for me. So, yeah, that's the one thing. And then when it comes to money. Yeah, I think it's just recalibrating and understanding the worth. And I asked you for your client successes and you gave them to me and that really helped as well. So it was an easy transition for me.
0: Yes, awesome. I'm so glad you chose me. It's really been a pleasure working with you. I have to say, I love all these stories that you share. And I've told you so many times, I was like, you're growing way faster than I ever did. (laughs) It took me years to achieve this. (laughs) So congrats on your success. I keep going. You really are an inspiration to all. So any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with everyone?
1: Yes. When you are talking to a loved one and you are sharing feelings, make sure you are saying it in the way that they can receive it and understand it. Mm. That doesn't mean just saying it, you know, make sure you are using the right words and tone, non-aggressive, non-attacking. I am feeling like this right now. Can we talk about it? It'll go a long way for all relationships, not just dating, family, friends, everything.
0: Yes, I love that. I'm going to have to re-listen to that for myself because it is so true. I can 100% say that conversations with Sean and even Kaylee, my daughter, go so much better when I approach it from that perspective. Yeah. And it's really just the slight pause to remember, as Tara Brock would say, the sacred pause to remember to go forward from that place. For sure. Awesome, I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom today.
1: My pleasure, thanks for having me.
0: You are very welcome. Hey there, if you're ready to help more people and make more money as a yoga teacher, cash-based physical therapist, healthcare provider, healer, coach, massage therapist, wellness coach, practitioner of the arts, then I invite you to work with me. You will sign more clients with ease and then have a reliable process to go on to help more people in a way that will scale your business within the lifestyle you desire. Just book your free consultation with me. Let's have a conversation about how I can help you build your dream with more ease. And of course, Thank you so much for being a loyal listener to this very podcast. It means the world to me. In fact, if you love this podcast, share it with a friend who might need to hear its message today and leave a review. This will enable this very podcast to help more people. All right, let's get out there and build your dream and help more people. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.